Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beats you hear on the show and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Ha at Ace Ha Beats on YouTube and at Ace Ha Beats on SoundCloud. Raised on the Radio has a brand new promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the crazy labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whatever you're looking for to satisfy your health and wellness needs, they have you covered. They even have a whole section of their site that is dedicated to vegan, paleo, keto, and dairy-free products. Just go to the newly revamped truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in R-O-T-R in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You won't regret it and you'll never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out their email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am Colt Brocato, Patrick Blair in Zoomland, and so is Al Coretta. He's back with us tonight. Let's start the show off tonight with Al telling us about his awesome prop master gig in the latest yellow card video called Childhood Eyes. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I guess this was about a month ago. Um, yeah, I, w- I went on site to uh, be prop master slash uh, kind of do anything needed position for yellow cards newest music video, Childhood Eyes. It's mm-hmm available on youtubes and all that and it's awesome it was a really fun time shooting it jordan phoenix a uh st louis native uh was the director for it and they actually flew to st louis to record it we did it at this really beautiful like french villa (laughs) up over by the uh uh what do you call it where the two rivers converge the um confluence it it was a full-on production man it's the kind of the biggest video i've been a part of yet nice uh, there's a full-on production truck. You know, we had full-on grips that were doing stuff. There was, you know, and I I don't know a whole lot about, you know, recording music videos or just video in general. I'm not a video guy. I'm usually an audio guy. Uh, but there's like, there's a guy who's, his whole job the entire day was to pull focus, which meaning like 
whenever the camera is focused on somebody, he like takes this dial and moves it back and forth to make sure that stuff's in focus or pull things in focus. And that's his job. Like it was that serious of a situation where, um, you know, everybody had their job and they were really good at it. And, um, you know, we got a really good video out of it. It was super impressive. And I'm just super grateful that I was even a little part of it. Is the record that this song is on? Is it out yet? Uh, I think it was just a single for this, but they're oh, okay. doing an EP. Oh, here we go. And, and then if you scroll down a little bit, it's uh, they're releasing a EP on EP. the 7th. Okay. okay yeah. Cool. Shouts let, out to yellow card, man. Hopefully. No uh, shit. You let, know. let me ask you guys something. Do you, do you prefer music videos like this where like there's some kind of story being played out with the yes. actual band members? Yes. I, I, I like this so much more than just like, bands playing video. in front of a background with lights yeah. and stuff you know what i mean the, yeah the problem is man that these cost a lot more oh, i'm than sure the yeah others, you know yeah i mean and and you have to get somebody who like understands the motive yeah. of the song you have to get right. somebody to write a whole treatment i mean there's tons of like artistic i would i would call it like artistic paperwork that goes into this like a lot of thought goes into this ahead of time it's not just like a i mean every single scene is accounted for in a storyboard before you start shooting. Right. So you already know what it's going to be ahead of time. And that takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. And, you know, time is money. It, it costs more. And, right. And it, then you have to also find a cool place to do it. Uh, if if you can't get away with using one uh, set like we did or just one location like we did, then, you know, you have to find multiple locations. And if you need like other people to act you need actors like all these kids you know they came in they're actors you know they're fairly green but they're still considered actors you know so you have to consider that and i i think this is obviously the way to go for for most bands but it's just it's not realistic for a lot of groups just right. because of the cost and the time right man real quick Why? story time here uh last wednesday we got my I work for a, a audiovisual company and we got a call from the loading dock, which is a local bar on the loading dock on the Illinois River. Right? They're, they're our customer. They're our client. So we did. I, you know, I well right now, the, all the stuff that's in there right now, I installed it. So anyway, they were having problems and they're like, I think somebody stole, stole one of our speakers, which was true. Somebody had ripped one of their speakers off and just took it with them. So. Uh, we, we, you know, from our Hold office. On. So, are we talking inside the bar restaurant or that outdoor stage area? All of it. So, there's speakers. Oh, okay. There's speakers all around it. So, there's. Well, yeah, I knew that. I'm just saying, like, specifically the whole for the story. Oh, Jesus. Okay. The whole, Go ahead. The whole Sorry. thing. So, somebody had stolen one of the outdoor speakers, just one of them, but they were also okay. just having problems like, hey, this, this circuit's not working. You know, these speakers aren't working. We don't know why. Like, you know, can somebody come out? And this was at like 3 30 on Wednesday. And uh, my boss was like, well, you know, it takes about 45 minutes to get there from here in Overland if you drive. But if you're like me and you have a boat in St. Charles, it takes about 20 minutes from door to, you know, from slip to slip uh, with a little yeah. bit of walk. I was like, all right. <laughs> so he's like, well, let's go on a trip. And then he calls his wife and uh, says, hey, pack a cooler for me and Hal. And meet me down at the, the dock. And she was like, okay, cool. So she packed a cooler for us. We met at the boat and we were there in like, you know, 30 minutes. 
we were there in less time had a couple beers on the way you know stopped wow. through and, oh dude it was such a great it was beautiful out there was nobody on the river That's it was best. like the river was like glass it was all smooth and we were cruising damn dude i had a good day <laughs> <laughs> Like how much of it? How much of a trip is it? And I mean, I'm still at at my it's, age, still tripped out over this. That you can get to Illinois from St. Charles, technically speaking, faster, yeah, than you can from St. Louis County. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Very much. It's so. a trip. It's a trip to even think about it because when you think about, well, where's St. Charles? Well, it's on the very west end of what we consider St. Louis. And then where's where's Alton, Illinois, which is where the loading dock is? Well, it's east of the river. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, it's very right. it's 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 just trippy, man. I remember the first time somebody actually showed me that I was like, "What? Like you? This is crazy!" Like states are a lot closer; they're they're more conjoined than we even think about. Just like from crossing from downtown into Illinois on the east side, like it's it's a right. little bit more. Um. I- I think that I think that's more prevalent. Like I think you you realize that more when there's not a body of water, or you know, in a body, but oh, a, sure. if, when there's not rivers, like or major rivers, I should say, like huge ones that really split off the difference between Missouri and Illinois. So, like we were in Kansas City this last weekend for it, Phase Fest. It's not just a phase. My wife wanted to see Dashboard Confessional. I, you know, she wanted to marry him instead of me, which I agree with. I would do the same. <laughs> But, um, you know, I, it, it's just weird to me that like there's basically like houses that are like, here's Kansas, here's Missouri. Mm. And it's like across the street, basically, or, you know, yeah, it's just like a strange it's such a alien thing around here because we have the river that gives us that delineation. Sure. And uh, anyway, I just I find that super interesting because like you, you don't really think about it. I mean, anytime somebody says like, oh, you live in Kansas City, which side? You know, like right. nobody asks that whenever, you know, you say, well, I'm, I'm from St. Louis. Like, you know, I live in I live in the other side of the river. I live in Illinois. You know, if I say that I'm from St. Louis, like people just go by that because I'm 10 minutes away from the arch. Obviously, I'm just going to say I'm from St. Louis. If I'm on vacation or something, nobody's going to know where blah, 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 Illinois is. You right. know. So I could just tell them yeah. that I'm from East St. Louis. <laughs> Closer yeah, to East yeah. We do have that cool thing though with having having the river though. Like it's yeah. it's it's beautiful up there. Like all those houses up on the bluffs and that overlook the loading dock and places like that. It's it's a very like it's it's one of the things like we were just at Forest Park. Uh my wife and I went there two days ago. Just, you know, we had our little one, we had him in the stroller, we were just walking around. You know, that part where Art Hill is, you got the water there and like, you know, the fountains. You just it's every time we go there, I always like take picture like I'm a tourist because it's one of the things that I take for granted. I bitch about St. Louis all the time, but uh, I feel like those are, that's one of the places that I should be celebrating. So I always make sure to take the pictures of the things I love there, even though I've been there a thousand times, it doesn't yeah. matter. I still think it's awesome. And I definitely like anytime I have someone from out of town, like, Oh, we're going to come to St. Louis. Where should we go? I'm always like, go to forest park and just cruise, just kind of, right. You know, pack a cooler and just you know, cruise forest park for a little bit. Like, I think it's, it's very cool anyway. Uh, but so like the, the river and the loading dock and that side of Illinois, which we still consider the Metro East of, you know, it's, it's very cool. It's again, one of the things you kind of, if you don't know about it, then go check it out. But if you do know about it, it's one of the things you forget. So hidden gem, if you will. 
Would you ever take your kids for, to Art Hill for like during the winter to sled? Oh, we've we've done that. Oh, have uh, you? Huh? Nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously when it was less crowded and obviously didn't go all the way down because that's a little bit. I mean, our son was <laughs> one and a half, I think. When we did that. <laughs> so yeah, you you know you take it take it easy. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, yeah, it's great. Art Hill's awesome. Definitely a good sledding hill for sure. So what what did you say a while ago? Al Phase Fest, the dashboard was at. Who else was on that yeah. hill? So it was it was it was like a mini fest. So it started at like five, I want to say, doors were at five. And it was the Ataris, red jumpsuit apparatus, plain white tees, and some one of these things is not like the others. Story of the year. <laughs> Then dashboard and then all American rejects. <laughs> so, Dude, that's a sweet festival. I remember somebody oh, was posting great. about this. I think maybe you did, Al. Did you post about this? Uh Christina probably did. My yeah, wife. Yeah, maybe it was maybe it was her. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah, dude, it was it was awesome. We had a great time. Um, you know, we left after dashboard. I've seen all American rejects and we're tired people. We're tired all the time. So <laughs> we just wanted to go home, go to sleep. <laughs> so you drove home? From a festival? No, no, no. We stayed the night. Oh, but okay. That's I was what still I was, gonna say. I was still a tired boy. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you didn't see story? No, we saw story. So All American was dashboard very loud. was the headliner. Uh okay. Yeah. Yeah, we left after dashboard. Yeah. So that's why it was really weird because it was plain white tees, which the last song is like the you know, swing to the rhythm of love. That that tune. I don't know that. I don't know that one. Yeah, you know, know it. One. You you know it. You just. Hey. I just know. Hey there, Delilah. Yeah. Well, it's the song after Hey There, Delilah. It's. I never knew that it was a plain white tea song, and oh, it's not. Now it's you not, got me curious. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, probably the rhythm of love. Yep, right there. Rhythm of love. <clears throat> hmm. Who knew? It's like the guitar player who looks like. Uh, uh what's his face? Mark oh, McGrath. This one. Yeah, I was saying you guys yeah. know the song for sure. Yeah, I know this. Oh, okay. Well, I never knew. Yeah, but so, so the guy on the right is the one who sings "Hey There, Delilah." Yeah, yeah. I oh. didn't know they had two singers. Interesting. Yeah. How long's this pretty guy been in the band? I don't know. Not long enough, dude. He's so pretty. He was pretty that day too. He was wearing a ball cap. I'd still do it. Record label from up here. Warm <laughs> this for sure. Box, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not on the audio, just the video, just on YouTube. Yeah, this is a great song. Banger song, dude. That is a good song. The drummer was wow, insane, dude. That that Thanks. band, that band is so fucking talented. Like well, sure. I, I had never thought of it before because I was like, yeah, I play my tees. They do the hey there Delilah song. It's like probably some guys and they do whatever. But like these dudes were doing freaking harmonies on everything, and it was real. Like there, mm. it wasn't. It wasn't to my knowledge. It wasn't tracks. Didn't sound like it. Didn't look like it. Um, and the, dude, everything sounded really. Even good. if it was, who cares? It was still good. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Dude, we're we're to pro- that point now with tracks, right? Like, eh, it's I, no, no. I just mean like. <laughs> no, I know one, what you mean. Yeah. One thing that I one thing that I do not like is backing tracks for vocals. That's you know, if you need to fill Still in, not with, like that. No, just because I know you can you can fucking do it. So just fucking well, do you it. You can do it. You can do it. We'll fucking figure it out. <laughs> no, no, you figured it out, but not everybody can. That's my point. I, I like I'm I'm in between on back on backing vocals. I definitely don't like it on me like lead vocals. And I've seen no, it done. Of course not. And I'm just like, man. Uh Backing one, ah, I'm with you though. Yeah, I mean, you should if, have somebody who can try and pull it off. But yeah, if it's like a huge affected thing, like if I'm going to see a band right. that I know big, has like big swimmy, like there's like it's bringing like, the horizon. Yeah, you know, if it's if yeah, it's yeah, something yeah. like that, I get it because there's like some kind of you know genesequa that comes with that that needs to be there, right? Right. Uh, but if it's just like you know a regular three part one three five major harmonies and you can't do them live don't tour i don't know like you're getting new guys i'm serious or just just let the let or the just, lead singer or, handle it or just don't yeah or just don't do them you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. don't throw them on tracks and then fake it that's fucked that's some fake shit yeah. and that's like you anybody has the ability to do just regular ass harmonies even if they're bad you know what i mean like there's a way to do it you can make it sound decent enough to where you don't need those tracks. And that's, I, maybe I'm more staunch on this than I thought. Cause I'm getting kind of, I'm getting, my hands are moving. I'm getting, yeah, kind you're of, getting kind of fired up here and I'm I can't not, believe it's you and not me. Bro. I'm I, wound up on I this. Think I'm, this. I think I, this, I've turned, I think I've turned a corner on tracks, man. I think I'm okay with it. I don't you're know. Kind of like trying to talk me out of it now. Yeah. Uh, well, Patrick, weren't you talking about when we were talking with Mario, uh, last episode or the episode before where you were saying somehow bring me the horizon like nobody on stage is singing but there's vocals for two and a half minutes like we just deal with it yeah we just we're like happy song there's there's two minutes yeah where i swear to christ there's so many vocals happening and no one on stage is they're not even faking it they're just partying they're just they're rocking out yeah yeah and it's like well we've all accepted it so i'm okay with that I think but it's like, more. I think it's more acceptable in certain genres now too. Obviously, pop. You know, that's a thing. Um, but like, I do think that like the more al- the the heavier alternative, I should say, like the has like metal roots, has sure. been more prolific in doing that. But tracks have always been a thing for for you know metal bands for I don't know at least the last fifteen years. They become like really important to these live sets because. There's so much like synth pad and whatever. And these are the guys oh, yeah. who are have so been, much going on. Yeah. Everybody's been DIYing, doing all their like patch changes and stuff for them off of Pro Tools or Ableton or whatever. Um, what I don't like is like a band like playing YTs. They're playing like 90s summer beach feel good type music. Like I would feel really uncomfortable if that was fake just because it's simple in comparison uh, as far as like the structure of it. I feel like. Any musician worth their weight and salt should be able to do the stuff that they were doing, but they were nailing it. So anyway, yeah, um, you can appreciate it too because you know when yeah. you have a vocal heavy sort of well, like well, look, a, a band that doesn't have as much going on musically speaking and isn't as heavy, and there's you're not sort of as the listener blasted with a wall of sound. You really do expect those vocals to kind of shine through, and you expect them to be able to pull it off. I was just thinking though, like we've accepted bands like Bring Me the Horizon doing it. 
but I like it would be so shitty if you like went to see like the band I was thinking of was uh Matchbox 20. Like if oh, you yeah. went so right. and you're like, whoa, tracks? What are we doing here? Wait, <laughs> yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> Phone it I think in, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are they doing that? Um, but believe me, I have seen some less heavy bands do it. I won't yeah. And it and it was odd, I'll be honest with you, but I what remember band? talking to somebody in what what band? Shine Dog. Oh, okay. There were fake vocals everywhere. Yeah. And and I was I was bummed. And I'm not a fan of that band by any means, but I was bummed because I do think that that dude is a fucking killer singer. He's awesome. Um, so like whoa, why did he need it? Why did there need but they're at a big venue and it's like I kind of feel like at those places perhaps when you're at a band that's been doing it as long as they have and you're at the level that they are you think you can get away with it and your loyals aren't going to even give a shit anyway what vi- what venue are we talking about uh, but i don't know i mean that, that's just my thought process oh, okay. in the moment I gotcha. gotcha you know like i'm i'm you know i remember saying something to someone and they kind of scoffed at me like will you just have a good time i'm like i'm having it's fine i but i the and I no, felt you, the same you, way no, when I on, saw on, uh, it, who who asked you, will you just have a good time? Because obviously I'm they don't fucking say. know you. I'm, I'm <laughs> they do not know you. <laughs> I party, bro. I party. I, party. Yeah, I know um, you party, but you, you, this is how you party. No, no, no. <laughs> no you should have uh, seen me at Bill Murray on Wednesday. I had a blast. Good, um, good. So you had your arms crossed and that, you might have bobbed your head a couple of times. That was a good time. No, I was I was rocking out. It was fun. But did you tap there your was foot? A, I did. <laughs> I did this. Oh no way! Yeah, the singer saw me. He was like, "You motherfucker." Um, but I I said the same thing when I saw Greta Van Fleet uh, at the pageant. I was just I remember, and again I was trying not to be a shithead because somebody else bought the ticket for me, and they were ex expensive tickets so i was trying not to be a downer but i just remember going fuck man so much of this is just i I, what where does it end where does it begin as far as being real and not real um let me ask you this because i'm I'm not gonna gonna say anything though i think that dude's singing for the most part at least the stuff that i've seen if 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 you think otherwise a lot of it he was singing a lot of it yeah absolutely yeah but there were times where mm, probably not and there were times where I was like, I don't know if that guitar player is playing that lead. It just know. felt off to me. But again, I'm not. I'm not talking shit. It's just what I felt, what I saw. I could be completely wrong, and if I am wrong, I will, you know, stick my own foot in my mouth. And but uh, that's just how I felt in the moment. But again, my yeah. point is like, I was trying not to be a bummer to the other people who were there who don't even think about these things the way that I do. So I was just yeah. like, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it to myself. First, yeah. first time I suspected somebody of using tracks, and I think I'm right. I, you know, I don't want to say like, oh, they're definitely using tracks, but I'm, I'm pretty damn sure this dude was using tracks. Was Seven Dust, not the mm. lead singer, but the fucking Uh-oh. drummer doing the screaming shit. That I could see. I remember and, I've seen live videos of them where I'm kind of like, oh, that sounds really perfect. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like yeah. real perfect. And he's turning over this, he's turning over this way, and he's like screaming yeah. as loud as he possibly can, and he's like not moving his neck like at all. He's just going, ah, was he not ah, using ah, the uh ah. the Britney Spears mic? Uh maybe he was. I think maybe he okay. was doing maybe he was hitting the China or something. Yeah, yeah. Is it but more is that's it, what he used to do? He used to have the, the boy band mic. Yeah, I think he I think you're right. So our track uh, our tracks more sorry, are tracks more acceptable for a drummer? Because of the constant movement they're having to do, like, does that change anything? No. 
Okay. Just I didn't know. I'm just asking. <laughs> I mean, I, it still goes back to like, if you can't do it, it well, and I don't want to be that guy who says this, but it's like, if you can't do it live, figure out another way to uh, get your point across. Okay. It, you know, and that is at least my thoughts. Like if, especially for something that's so um, prominent, right? Like it, I, I would get it if it's like a, even if it is a backup thing, like, you know, in that kind of environment, if it needs to be clear and it needs to, you know, not necessarily stick out, but also have like a good stereo feel that has like effects on it and shit. Like I get that. But if it's just like a straight up scream thing, like at that point you're like, then what are we doing here? You know, not that people play guitar and sing all the time. Right. If you're going to yeah. come in and be a, a scream guy while you're playing the drums, that's your job now. Gotcha. So like, if you can't do your job, figure it the fuck out. <laughs> but also, I also, I, I, I empathize with people who may just be having a really off night. And those tracks may just be there for like, Hey dude, I've got like laryngitis, but we have to get through the next three nights of gigs. And this is the tool that we have to do that. Cause at the end of the day, it's still fucking just, it's a job. Yeah. So I get that. Sure. You know, if I got to put myself on do not disturb on teams, am I any less of a employee for somebody? You know what I mean? It's like, it's the same kind of conundrum. I'm still, I'm getting my work accomplished, but I'm putting a boundary and saying like, Hey, this is something I can't do today is just be open for business for everybody. You know? Well, Patrick, you mentioned, you That's mentioned shine down and you were talking about, uh, the tracks with them. Does the tracks vary based off of the venue too? Like you were saying, them being an event, big venue. So if they're playing Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, or if they're playing, uh, you know, one of the smaller venues in St. Louis in indoors, does that matter? Does it change their tracks or no? Does I mean, it? I don't think it does. Al, okay. what do you think? Uh, I think. No, I think you're right, Pat. I, I think I think I think it's harder to get away with in smaller venues. Sure, I think it's harder. Um, especially if you don't have as much production, but look, if they're yeah. not, if they're not trying to get away with anything, if they're, the right. tracks are complimentary to their sound, they're using them regardless of where they're Yeah. Playing. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. if you have, enough, I mean, if, we, if you have enough channels on the board, that is, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I mean, we're friends with bands who play right now, regardless of the size of the venue, if they have tracks, they're using them, right. you know, and I that's mean, fine. Pat, you know, it, you we know, were, Patrick, we were in a band together. We had tracks. We did. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, we didn't have any like we didn't have guitar tracks and vocal no. tracks, but we had like synth keyboard complimentary. Pads and stuff. Yeah, yeah, stuff that stuff that we couldn't justify having another member of the band in to right. to to you know accompany. But that also worked as our metronome. So the drummer would have, yep. you know, in one ear, it would, you know, Alex had one ear that was tracks, one ear that was metronome, I think, or some kind of combination. He may have just had it like mixed for himself. Yeah. Um, but there'd just be one track and it was synced. No, no, this is how it worked. This is how it worked. And musicians it's out there. It's a sweet science that I'll never understand. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. good yeah. enough no, to I'll, do I, it. So. I, can ex I can explain it really easily. Okay. Um, so what you do, and this goes out to any you know young bands who are looking to just like make a track for yourself. <laughs> um, so what you do is you take the tracks that you're going to use, you sync it up to a metronome and a DAW. GarageBand, Logic, Pro Tools, doesn't matter. And you mix down, but you you split the tracks to one side and then the metronome to the other side. That way, if you listen to it on an iPod after it's been mixed down, the right ear is going to have tracks and the left ear is going to have metronome. That way, 
you can take a um, stereo split cable, right? Like so the 3.5 to um, to two of these, basically, right? And plug those into two different channels on a mixer, and then you could just send the metronome to the people in the band if you need to, if you have in ears or whatever, and then the uh, the tracks that you're trying to use for accompaniment will be in sync with that because they play simultaneously and you can send that to wherever front of house or however you want to do it. That's the DIY down and dirty cheap way to do it. And that's how we did it whenever we were um, in a band together. And um, I don't know. It's, it's the, yeah, we never got as far as everybody being on the same monitors and having, you know, the track, the, the, you know, the metronome and the ears and yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what everybody's God, doing because now. Though, that would have just, that's what everybody does now. I'm, I, I know, do, yeah, I, as everybody I, does it. Yeah. I built a rig because it was like, dude, the, the the stuff is so much cheaper than it used to be that like right. um, whenever I do like the dumb, the shirts, we'd have like a little trio thing that we do. Shout out to the shirts, little plug. Um, but I just have a, a mixer that is digital that I can send outs to headphone amps for us. And then I can have main outs go to the, um, you know, the mains. And that way we can, I can, and it's down to a science now to where like everybody has an app on their phone and they can go in and mix their, like, however they want to hear it in their right. in-ears or headphones. You can mix it however you want it to sound and you can be absolutely comfortable with being on stage or wherever you need to be. It's, yeah. it's, it's great, dude. And it, it saves your hearing a ton. I mean, sure. it is. Yeah. Anyway, not to get well, too I'm deaf. Dirty. I'm deaf for a reason. So <laughs> what I, I'm deaf for a reason. <laughs> you didn't get the joke. That's okay. I got it. I got the joke. I got the joke. Uh, if we had ever played that last EP live, we would have had to have done it that way. But we never played it. So didn't have to. Yeah. I like that EP, dude. I did Thanks, too. Man. Me a lot too. of cool shit on there. Bunch of bullshit. Uh, <laughs> fuck. What was I going to say? Shit, shit, shit. It's just always funny to me because we've had this track conversation so many times. And you explaining to me, Patrick, how they work and all that. And it most of the time it's still over my head. But it's also it goes back to like people that are musicians and band in, in bands probably look at this differently. But for a standard just a fan of a band that's going to a show, they could care less. What about a track? Right. <laughs> it's like I'm going for the experience. I don't care if they're singing or not. I can still hear their voice. You yeah. Know? But here's the yeah. deal. You would you would definitely notice if it's not there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not that they really like it. It's that they like it when it's there. Yeah. They they don't like it whenever it's not there. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, you can definitely notice. And like for me, you know, if it would have gotten to a point where with the band, I, we would have moved to everybody being on the monitors and controlling our sounds. It would have been a huge thing for me to. It would have been a, it would have been a hurdle for me. It would have taken a lot of time for me to get used to it and like get comfortable with much like it was when I started using in-ears, dude, I was just like, whoa, this is because I was so used to just getting blasted by the monitors and, you know, everybody being loud on stage. And that's how I dealt with it for so many years. And so it took a long time. My favorite, my favorite thing I ever saw was that Michael Jackson documentary that came out like right. I think it was like right before, right after he died, one where he was going to go on that final tour. And it was this the, is it. it yeah, yeah. And when he when he puts the in-ears in for the first time and he doesn't get it, he's like, wait a minute. So what did, what am I hearing? Is it just me? They're like, yeah, Mike, like it's it's your voice and it's in your ears. He's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I need to like 
it took them a long time to even to even like process the idea it's like so wait you're telling me that i have nothing but me right here like if you want we can add other things Mike. <laughs> like he was just like a, such a boomer about it yeah. it's just like it was the coolest thing to see because i was going through the same thing at the same fucking time that documentary came i was like i don't understand this i i don't want this yeah and then i eventually started cheating and taking one out and having them give me monitors and like <laughs> yeah so so i we, it's we, terrible for you. I know yeah, it's it's real. It's real it's bad awful and for you. I've no. I'm I'm just as guilty of it. Um, whenever I was doing the cover band thing, I would take one out and I would take the right one out because the drummer was on my left, and I was like, okay, well, yeah. I'll, you know, if I'm going to take one out, I'm going to take the right one out. Um, but what? Uh, anyway, we the when Brooke Royal played the main stage at Point Fest. I don't know. This is like five years ago now. Um we had a guy running monitors for us and we all had our in-ears and stuff, rented really nice packs, had good mixes and all that. And I took one out during the show and our, our, our monitors guy goes, put your fucking ear back <laughs> in right the fuck now. I want to say that was Grady, but it could have been somebody else. Oh, fuck Grady. I'll yeah. tell that. Yeah, he was right though. He was right. He's put right. It in right. He's right. He, and, and he said, if you need something, tell me <laughs> it's like, don't take one. Yeah, out. dude. For me, it's never about hearing; it's just feeling. And uh, you know, when I would say that, yeah. you know, some guys would be like, "Dude, you need to be able to hear what you need to hear." I'm like, "No, no, I get that. It's a feeling, though. You got to no. trust me on this." And like, I, I and I think I know where you're coming from on that. Uh, one, one thing that helps on that a lot is setting up crowd mics, mm-hmm. so you have mics that are specifically like face towards the crowd, and that's whenever. I was doing that with fivefold. We had crowd mic set up and it was like I'd run in ears for a long time. And that was the first time I was like, oh, my gosh, this feels great. This is literally just everything attenuated down, but also like mixed the way that I want it to. It's exactly what you want it to be. The other fix on that is if you ever do get molds made like actual like. Yeah, yeah. These guys. I don't know if you can see, but they're fit to your ears. They make some that have holes in them like. Uh, filters what they call them mm. so they it actually lets a small amount of sound back in to where you can kind of mix that with the ambient loudness of the room and that that helps a lot too for a lot of people so that would be that that would ultimately be what i would need for sure yeah, yeah it's so funny uh that's always what i was looking for too and some venues would do it for you even if you had in ears and some would be like no dude we're not giving you monitors too you have ears like what am i you know <laughs> like please yeah. just you trust me on this the yeah. only two venues who were not sticklers about it were the pageant and surprisingly and um the duck room the dude at the duck room that old guy i don't know if you've ever played a show there Hell but that yeah. old engineer that's been there forever that dude yeah. is my hero Dude, he is, he's made me feel the best I've ever felt on a stage as far as hearing myself um, while still while still hearing everyone else. And like, uh, but I say that and we played a show at the pageant. I staged over the first fucking song, lost my pack. My ears get ripped out and I had to do the next song without them. And I remember seeing a video of the song. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I could hear myself better with the in-ears. I'm an asshole, but fuck it. <laughs> Whatever. It's principle, damn it. Yeah. Either way, um, we've been talking about live bands. Yeah, go ahead, Colt. Sorry, no, I was going to lead into that too. So you you went and seen Bill Bill Murray. Uh, what what night was that? Was that last night? Night before last? Wednesday. Wednesday night. 
Yeah. Uh, is that the first time you've seen them? Dude. Is that the first time you've seen them live? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's uh, one of the best live shows. Like, it's they're one of the best bands I've seen live in a for a band that's new to me in a long time. Like, I was blown away. But I do like them. So I, I went in being a fan. It's not like I didn't know their songs or anything like that. But yeah, they were really good. And they sounded really good. Really good. Um, their their saxophone player, she stole the show, dude. Stole the show. Dude, she rocks. She sings beautifully. Her saxophone playing is insane. Dude, like, the whole band was good. Don't get me wrong. But she, for me, just, you know, uh, she stole the show. She was so good. And she was their merch girl. She was, like, at the merch table the entire time. <laughs> and she didn't look like she was in a band. She didn't look like she was a part of anything. And she just gets up on stage with, like, insane confidence and rips, like, her first saxophone solo. And then you hear her sing. You're like, oh, man, this is insane. Have you seen them, Mel? I have not. Um, okay. I, yeah, I couldn't make it out on Wednesday night. But I'll be damned, dude. I really wish that more groups, I wouldn't say bands, but, you know, just groups would involve more uh, wind instruments, dude. When you get mm. you get somebody on stage who can really just, like, fucking pop off a solo on the bitch whistle dude it is fucking insane dude i love it love it because i came from that world you know i mean I, yeah 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 i i played trumpet all through college you know what i mean so like i've heard some really insane players oh, dude a fellow trumpeteer by... man hell yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i well i, was okay. I remember when i got introduced to them uh when i first heard you know because you know the dude the lead singer came from attack attack mm-hmm so you have like these preconceived notions of what they're going to sound like and what they should sound like based on where the guys where you know, where the band came from. And, but I remember hearing, you know, you know, a little bit of a heavier sound, a little bit more of a, you know, chuggy chug sound mixed with the saxophone. And I remember going, is this on purpose? Are they making a joke? Are they trying to be ironic or do they really think like, no, this, this is, adding to the music and this is what we're going with. And after I listened to more and more, I'm like, Oh yeah, no, they, th this is their, this is their sound. This is them. Right. And I would have liked it either way. I don't really care if they're being ironic. Fine. Fuck it. You got me. I like it. So it doesn't matter. But like, uh, I remember why well, I started to realize like, Oh no, no, this is the sound for them. Like this is what they wanted. And it's so good dude. But I agree with you. That's my point of telling that that is like, yeah, I agree. Like I, I was listening to boss tones today. Uh, <laughs> and I love, 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 love that band. I just, I never it thought just, I would be talking to Patrick saying that you're, you love a band that has horns in it. I don't know why. I just feel, I love me. Some it Scott, feels man. weird. Yeah. Some of the first bands I ever saw as a kid, as a teenager, like I was going to punk shows and that eventually turned into punk ska shows. Um, you know, one of the first bands I ever saw in this city was Mustard Plug and they're like old school, old school ska, punk ska. Yeah, no, I, I I dig I dig the horns, man. But when you hear it with a band like Bill Murray, it's it, it kind of throws you for a minute. Kind of throws you. But okay, can I, we pull up Mustard Plug? I sure. I have never heard Al, that before. Do you before know who Mustard Plug life. is? I, I I've heard the name. I'm okay. not familiar with their works. It sounds disgusting. Their, their I'm not gonna curriculum lie. Curriculum vitae, as you will. This could be the Boss Tones for sure. Say again. So this could be Boss Tones. 
Mighty Mighty Ballstones. Just uh, off I mean, the, yeah, off a lot the of these bands. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of these. I mean, yeah. It's it's to the time period for yeah. sure. Yeah. Don't know what you see when you look at me, girl. You're something to see. That's what fighting speaks now. Cause I know what I show might not be what I know. Yeah, I've been being down, but you changed that for me. Never know how low I was before. Cause I've been changing to walk through my door. You can't be my everything, girl. You so. <laughs> We go. All right. You so, get the picture. so we go from Yellow Card, who has a great story to their music video, to Mustard Plug, who just says, you want to get a bunch of friends together and make a video about nothing? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> well, their name's Mustard Plug, so... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm guessing that that name uh, stems from, like, you grab the mustard... Like, the not the, a mustard jar, but, like, the French's thing with the spout on it and like you open it and there's a plug of dried mustard in the top, like the grossest part of any, I don't like mustard, but like that, the thinking of a mustard plug is disgusting. (laughs) I had mustard before we started the podcast. You got heartburn or something? No, I love, I love mustard. I'm a mustard fan. I had some mustard earlier on some bratwurst. Yeah. I'm, I'm anti condiment in general. Like I don't, I don't do mayo. I rarely will do ketchup or barbecue sauce. Yeah. Um, ketchup when I was, is disgusting. I, I can, I can fuck with ketchup sometimes. Like if I got a real dirty plate of fries and I need to sweeten them up because they got you know little goo goo juice on them still, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm gonna dip those motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brandon Jennison stated in an interview that their band name originated when a guy in the early stages of the band was making a sandwich and that crusty stuff that forms on the mustard bottle. When oh, he my God. No way. First gave him an interesting idea for a name. No way. Did you really call that? That's hilarious. I did, dude. I, I, I mean, I've, it makes sense. I, it's so good. It, oh, it reminds man. me. So I've seen on social media a couple of days ago, somebody had posted and said, does the band Hoobastank not realize you can name your band anything? <laughs> yeah, and I don't. I I've oh, always wondered. Rude. Does anybody know where that band name came from? On some it. guy named some guy named Huba <laughs> didn't wash his socks. You know, like and they they stank. Yeah, I get it. Huba stank. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think of it like a Southern boy. Okay, like. Huba stank is a Californian, or in the area that I grew up, it's a slang term for someone who has a shoe fetish. <laughs> Such as Dan Estrin, Hoobastank's guitar player, and myself, revealed vocalist Doug Robb in a 2002 interview. We have lots of shoes. Patrick's Bro, a Hoobastank. Did I just call that? Is that what you said? I said somebody's socks stink, dude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, but Patrick is a Hoobastank, if that's how you say it in a sentence. I am a Hoobastank, yeah. You, had, you, you do have a shoe fetish. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a sneak ahead, dog. Um, <laughs> I was Hoobastank name. Oh, so it's a mispronunciation of a German street slang for someone who owns many sneakers. Huh. Or a word the band came up with while they were joking around. Sick band name, bro. Sick, yeah. (laughs) Sick band name. I don't know. I've been in some bands with real weird names. So. (sighs) 
Where did I was in a band? I, I was in a band called Faraday, and we literally played one show. So everybody <laughs> makes fun of me and says, "How long was that band around?" Faraday. Oh, shit, Faraday. <laughs> I wow. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. We literally played a show, and then we're like, "Yeah, fuck this, we're done." <laughs> where, I should probably know this, but where did the name Brookerola come from? Uh, so I wasn't in the band when it came up, but I believe it was a street name. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Gotcha. Yeah, it was. I think the, that's where they like were rehearsing. I wasn't. I would. Yeah, I was a wee young lad at the time. Oh, I was probably right. in high school still whenever they were <laughs> jamming. <laughs> excuse me so so live bands uh patrick you want to talk about some our favorite live bands that we've seen i'm interested to hear yours so you just said bill murray i'm i'm gonna say you're gonna say beartooth is on there too or no they would be sure yeah no they could they definitely could be yeah okay yeah i think uh for me i mean just the bands that i've seen the most would be deftones and incubus which i think both are great live bands I think some people disagree with me on Deftones, which is fine. Actually, Incubus. Al, are you an Incubus fan? I am. Yeah. Okay. All right. Have you have we been to an Incubus show at the same time? I want to feel like I I feel like uh, I've seen you at a bigger Incubus show. Uh, probably at a Point Fest. I believe I've played a Point Fest where they were headlining. Oh, that was the one where I got roofied. We won't get into that. Yeah. So I saw them then. Um, I and I thought it was amazing. Uh, yeah. This was coming off of light grenades i believe which my only disappointment was that dig is like dig and i know that's like dumb and it's like cliche or whatever like i'm i'm more into the radio hits than i am into the you know science and all that anything before whatever like i don't want to say before but like they had radio hits ahead of time fungus among us yeah that's not a fun guy it does the 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 more funky stuff is cool it just doesn't do it for me as far as the songwriting thing is concerned that's just not where i'm at but um, they played dig, but the, he did, you know, they did it acoustic and I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. man, I really I'm not wanted, with that, man. I want the whole fucking shebang, dude. I want, I want the whole thing, dude. And I get it. Like, it makes sense. Then you can bring it down like of a whole step or something and it wouldn't be awkward, you know? And it was still awesome. I mean, he's, he's Brendan Boyd. Like, I mean, he's, he's amazing. Yeah. And another beautiful man who just th- never, uh, he, he kind of ages, but like, he's, he ages like fine wine, dude. Um, Age, aging's looked good on him, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where it's not like you go, whoa, what the fuck happened to him? It's like, oh, no, he looks older now. Cool. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I want Dig the full version. Dude, that song, yeah. I play, that song was a, one of my wedding songs. Like, I want the whole thing. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Well, so, Sorry, okay. so real quick side note here. Patrick, you said you the point fish you got roofied. And it, yeah, man. it reminded me, no, it, no, it, no, no, okay, I know, good. but it reminded okay. me, did you see that they named today Sonny Sandoval Day in, I think it was today. What is it? San, where's, where is he San, from? Yeah. You, San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just remembered that he was involved in your story. So. I mean, yeah, he was a part of it. <laughs> good for him. Glad he's got a day. Glad he's got a day. <laughs> Sweet story, bro. Good yeah, day. I, I like sweet Sonny. Day. Sweet day, bro. Yeah, my uh, my one of my OGs for like favorite label. Hold my, on, before I forget, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Go, so the whole go, reason, go. I don't know, no, I, I'm gonna forget this. Go. The whole reason I asked Al if he liked Incubus is Al. I know more people that dislike Incubus than I do like Incubus. You don't have enough friends, clearly. I've had so <laughs> many band dudes. Seriously, like band, but you know how band dudes are. But like band dudes yeah. being like Incubus, really? Like, yeah, dude. What? Yeah, how do really? You not? I'm weird because I like Incubus. Why is that weird? Like, yeah, it's a popular band. Have you heard them? 
<laughs> like, I, I've had uh, so many dudes be like, you, that's your, fi- like one of your, fi-. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. What, what am I missing I think, here? I, I don't know why that's become so divisive, but I do have the experience of people saying like, well, I, you know, I don't like the newer stuff, but I, I, I really Fair. like uh, fungus among us or whatever, even oh, if God. they're like a curl of the murder or whatever. I'm like, that's cool. Like, I, but like, I like all their stuff in general. I'm a really big fan of the radio hits because I think they're good songs. Absolutely. You know? Right. Even yeah. if they don't like them, like I'm a fan of them. I think they're great songs. They have a good message and like the production is insane. And just the, the um the building blocks of it definitely the 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 parts are more than this i'm sorry it's more than the sum of its parts and Mm -hmm. i think that's really rare and um yeah but i'll I'll say this too to expand upon what you just said when they started having radio hits those records that those songs were on there are other songs on those records that weren't radio hits that could have been yep that's why i always tell people like it's cool you like the singles. It's cool you like Drive, but you need to listen to the entire Make Yourself record. It's yeah. cool you like Megalomaniac, but you need to listen to the entire Crow Left the Murder record. You know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, all right. I'm geeking out. What were you going to say, Colt? I'm sorry. I was going to say, like, <laughs> one of my OGs for live bands is going to be Papa Roach. It's so funny you said that. So, bon, our buddy Bond just sent me, we, we always send video clips you know youtube clips of of live performances of bands um but he just sent me their their performance at hellfest 2023 i think it was like two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and he's like dude we always we always do this we always go back to every year one of us will text the other alexis on fire's performance from reading in 2015 like just a reminder like gotta watch it and uh he's like dude this is up there for me with that performance at reading in 2015 like papa roach nailed this he's like i know they're good we've seen them a thousand times but like they fucking nailed this i'm like well of course they did like they're like and i I, so i eventually got around to watching it started it yesterday and then finished it tonight before we started and yeah like they it's what i really love about them is the humility and being like well dude we have to play the old stuff they're not one of these bands that's not gonna play the hits that's not gonna play the old stuff because they're over it like they're gonna play all of it but why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Like, right. how, how, like, what's the easiest way to get a crowd into your show? Saying the words, cut my life into pieces <laughs> a million times and yeah. then go into the song. Like, it's a win win situation. Go ahead, Colt. Sorry again, geeking out. No, that was it. But yeah, he sent me that video. So you guys should, we don't have to play any of it unless you want me to. I could look up like a song from it, but uh, definitely check that out, especially you, Colt, since you like them uh, so much. But, um, Papa Roach at Hellfest 2023. Plus, it's one of those festivals where you're like, Jesus Christ, look at all these people. What in the fuck? Where was Hellfest at? Hellfest, I believe now, is held in France, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. I'm just going to pull it up for fun. Keep going, though, while I do it. (laughs) Al, do you have a favorite? A favorite live band? Yeah. Fuck, I don't know, man. They're all terrible. <laughs> um, How do you feel about John Mayer live? I know you just saw him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's John Mayer is probably, man, I don't know if it's like John Mayer is definitely like the most like, fuck, I suck. Like, I want to do this, but I suck person that I I, I see. But just because yeah. I, I feel like he has um, all the things 
he's pretty he writes great songs he's super actually talented on the guitar um and you know just the, the whole package is great and he has really good production when he comes through um with a good like story to it as he's going um and i'm a sucker for like really good production like i want to see like you know i want pyro i want lighting that's insane you know um so i i take that into consideration as well even if you know i yeah i I tell you what if i were born you know whatever 20 30 years younger or yeah older what do you know i mean yeah i would be the biggest kiss fan ever because that's like right up my alley (laughs) yeah um but um i would say probably top five definitely paramore was one of the best shows i've ever seen i mean she's just She's unstoppable. Like there, there's no wrong things that are done in that live in her live performance, really ever that I've ever seen. I've seen them uh, three times now, and like that. Yeah, definitely... She's a freak. Fuck her. Yeah, so I know. Pisses me <laughs> off. Um, one one show. Uh, I've seen uh, Foo Fighters like five times. That's one of my favorite bands for sure. And um, they're always on top of it. But that's more of like an energy thing than it is a technically good thing you know what i mean like you know dave Grohl just basically screams everything <laughs> nowadays you know it's not as much singing as it is just yelling which is you know it's that's his vibe that's his color palette that he uses and i respect that there is one show and this was Lollapalooza 2011 and it's like there's I want to say billboard has like a video of it on YouTube now. Like it's like a historic performance. This was, um, I believe the last night of Lollapalooza, it was pouring rain. There's a hundred thousand people watching and Dave girl comes up to the mic and he goes, fuck this rain. And he starts playing a song. I was like, God damn it, dude, this is so cool. You know, he played, they played the whole set. Dude, They played for like two hours. It was amazing and even though everybody was rained on miserable whatever the vibe was so high because he just knew how to pull it back together and say like let's do this you know and the performance was really really good too there we always go back when it comes to a rain show we always go back to goo goo -goo dolls yep i figured you're gonna pull oh yeah yeah iris Mm -hmm. that's yeah it's so good yeah oh i mean it's like like when you look you at it from this angle, on. like that's a wall of rain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, do you think the guys the in the, you think the, you think the guys in the back are like, guys, it's pouring down rain. We shouldn't be doing this. Do what now? Like, do you think that all the cr- the the stage crew and everything is like, guys, it's pouring down rain. We do not need to be playing. Or do you think they're like, no, fuck it, let's do it, let's go. Uh, a lot of times they'll be kind of set up for it. Okay. Yeah. But, but I think it, that was a show in their hometown too. So I don't think there yeah. was any way they were going to get them off stage. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, De- okay. depending on the venue, depending on the, the stage crew and the equipment, um, rain can usually, or at least rain for a disclosed period of time could be okay. Once you see lightning done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then, you know, or or if it's like tornado warning kind of thing, especially if we got so many people outdoors, there's like no shelter for everybody. Um, yeah, that's when you're like, yeah, sorry, we got to cut it. Gotcha. Um, but 
but yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised how how much they're willing to let some of this insanely expensive equipment get wet for the sake of a show, you know? Um, I think that one was worth it, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to give you a little bit of this. Oh, is this that Hellfest? Hellfest is in France, by the way. Okay. I looked it up. That's what I, I thought, but... France. So many people. Oh, just wait. He busted his nose on... Or is that his hair? Show the crowd, damn it. You know what, though? I I feel like that's a band that lives for the crowd. Like, their shows are literally for the crowd, not for them. So playing the old stuff is the way to go. Like, to... Oh, for sure. For that, you know what I mean? They opened with a new song, and they went promptly, promptly went into uh, Getting Away With Murder. (laughs) Like, immediately played something people would know. Yeah. I just want a crowd shot. There, well, there was. There we go. Oh, oh Jesus! Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, insane. Wow. They actually played. I wouldn't necessarily call them one of my favorite live bands. I have a ton of respect for them. I think they do what they do, and they do it so well, and that's why they're still doing it. They actually have one of my favorite live shows that I've been to. They played Pops right after their second record came out. That would be dope. Um, no shit. And there were kids jumping from the balcony, <laughs> you know, crowd surfing from the balcony. There were people getting thrown from the back bar to the front. Like It was madness madness and it was so cool to see was it just them do you remember who else was playing with them so they well obviously it was their show but i remember a band called die trying opened okay have you ever heard of that band Uh uh-uh they uh they had like a brief moment on the radio with a a single they had but yeah it kind of just went nowhere after that but i discovered them at that show i didn't know who they were because you know back then we didn't have that thing called the internet necessarily mm-hmm. that we could just discover all these we could discover a hundred new bands in five minutes right <laughs> um yeah die trying another show again it's like a moment thing but i've only seen the person once but it was so much fun as uh and i'd love to see him again i don't know if it would be as much fun because it's been so much time has passed but jay-z dude i had such a blast at jay-z show oh i bet oh my god it was so much fun so much fun and i'm not I'll be the first to tell you I'm not the biggest Jay-Z fan. Uh, I own a few records, but I'm not like crazy about them like I am some other guys. But yeah, it was so much fun. Kid Cudi is another one, but Kid Cudi is one of my favorites, so that doesn't necessarily count. But yeah, I have like those regular, like my favorite artists that I've seen 
several times. And then there are the ones that kind of like, you know, they surprise you like, Oh, I saw this band once and it kind of blew me away type thing. Um, nothing more is one of those bands. Like wasn't a fan necessarily until I saw them. And then I saw them. I was like, Oh my God, this band rules. But, but there's this list that I saw of, of 15 of the best new artists to see live. And I thought it'd be good to share because I don't know any of these bands. Best new artist. Yeah. Well, they say new, but so bands, I guess they're newer bands. Not that not not Papa Roach. We'll and you, you know, you know, you don't know any of them. The only one I know is that band Oxymorons because we talked about them on a previous uh, yeah. episode. Remember, they picked yeah. like their favorite, uh, their favorite new metal records or something like that. Yeah, one of, one of those things. But yeah, every every other one, I have no idea who they are. Al, do you have any other ones? Uh. Any favorite bands or artists to see live? Yeah. I saw Justin Bieber like 10 years ago. Would love it. It was insane. I would do it. It it is one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. Uh, And like I said, I'm a sucker for production. But also just like the the performances were really good. And he had a few like a few fuck ups, which was like, okay, cool. Like the dude's human. Like he's not doing everything perfectly and it's not tracks. You know, or at least really. Oh, yeah. Like vocal fuck ups. It it was just like you could tell like he was um, sharp sometimes, just a little bit sharp or a little bit flat or something, just like intonation things. And that's me. I was like, okay, maybe they're maybe they're running an auto tune on him for some stuff or whatever. But like for the most part, it's it's the dude, which it's like, you know, he's running around doing the stuff like but you could tell also by his choreography at the time uh, that it was form fitted to keep him singing rather than like do a Britney Spears thing where it's like, it's all tracks and she's just moving around. It's like impossible to do, you know, what, yeah what, what, what they're doing. So, um, I mean, dude, there was the, some of the dancers were also like trapeze artists and, or maybe it's different people that just different times. I don't know, but they had an entire trampoline that was probably, I don't know, 25 feet by 50 feet. That was in front of the stage. Right. And during a song, they had like four people go on this trampoline and then it rose. It's suspended up like, I don't know, 25 feet above the floor. And they're jumping on the trampoline doing whatever backflips and all the stuff. And like, that's part of the show. There's no net or nothing. It was it it was insanity, dude. It was so cool. It was so cool. I feel like it, it was very, it was very much like reminiscent of watching. Uh, this is it, you know, with with uh, Michael Jackson, where like the production is just so high, where it's like you have to do all these things, like like Pink does, like the whole, mm. um, you know, what I'm talking about. She like flies around the stadium, oh yeah, or that she's that she's playing in, and it's like man, they're going through so many lengths, and um, Pink's another one that like. She really sings during the whole motherfucking thing. She's 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 her, you know, <laughs> like yeah. she's her. She's doing it no matter yeah, yeah. what. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Justin Bieber. Right um. I wasn't before. I. It's not something that I pick up on the daily or anything like that. I'm trying my best to get more and more into country. Um. Just because it's I've it's one of those things that I've always kind of put on the back burner and said like. 
yeah, country's fucking stupid, dude. I'm not listening to that. It's fucking everybody talking about their trucks and give me a cold beer in a truck and my dog ran away. My wife left me, but you know what? Hey, I got my brothers and it's going to be okay. That kind of stuff. I've always kind of given it that personification. There's I mean, a you're lot. pretty much spot on, but okay. For, well, you know. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't yeah. want to piss would, off any I, more country folks. Al would okay? love what was what was that chick's name? Last night we let the liquor talk. Oh God, that's been in my head ever since we played it. <laughs> so you know it's actually a good hook. <laughs> oh, it's a great hook. I said it. I just can't I stand his vocals, but yeah, it's a good fucking hook, man. What that's was it? Morgan Wallen. Yeah, he's had the number one record for like yeah twenty weeks or something. It's insane. Then that dude have like a a uh, he's got a. Uh, He's got a literature issue yeah. there. He's got he's, he's got a yeah. questionable uh-huh. thing that yeah. he's done. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's uh. Well, you know what? I'm not. I'm not. Look, I'm putting my foot down. You say the n word, you get deserved to be called out for saying it. I agree for sure. I thought you were going to defend him. I was like, oh no, 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 this took a turn. This took a turn. You know what? I, I, at at first, I, I was thinking of sugarcoating it, but you know what? I'm not going to. You know, there's no I, reason I to sugarcoat it, dude. I don't. It's stupid. I don't, I don't fuck with that. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, like, I don't fuck with that. Silly. And, and yeah, I've heard, we, we talked I've, about it when it happened and we had uh, Joel on right after it happened. And Colt brought up the fact like, yeah, after this happened, like his streams went up by like 150 percent or something. Yeah. And Joel was sh- astonished. He was like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what kind of world are we living in? I'm like that one, the one where you could do that and then profit Dude, from it. We're, we're living in a world where I will case in point. And we can get into this, you know, this last thing here. We're living in a world where people are so enthralled with memeing about people dying in a fucking submarine, oh. rather than having an ounce of fucking empathy for them. Yeah. I was trying sorry, to was find a way say, to get into well, this, it, and I'm and glad I've you did seen, it. I've seen and I've shared it, but like I keep thinking to myself, like, man, this is fucked. Yeah, like these people died. It's one hundred percent fucked. And it sucks, and it's awful, and the circumstances are shit, and like. There's just no good way about it. I want to say that, like, you know, joking about it all is, is you know, copium at, at some point or, you know, just coping with, you know, something really terrible. But it's like, you know, I, I don't know. I want to bring it back to something also tragic. Maybe this does not even come close to it matching. But it's like, you know, people weren't joking about 9-11 the next day and feeling good about it. Like before we even knew if these people were OK, we're just like making all and I say we as a. You know, general people like I don't know society. It's, it's social I, I thought about it's Kobe social... Bryant's death. Well, yeah, I, I wasn't saying. And I thought yeah, about that's... people memeing about that, and I was like, yep. "Hey, come on, like, what are you doing?" But yeah. even that, it seemed like it took a little longer before people were doing mm-hmm. it. I mean, th- I don't know. It's just social media. Like people feel like through social media that they're so distanced from things that it doesn't. Yeah. It's not even. A, it's like it's not real to people anymore. Like a meme isn't real. It's just. Right. A, a thing that you put out there about something that happened that didn't happen to you. You know, it's it's weird. Unfortunately, there are some unintelligent people, vast majority, I would say, using social media. And I was going to ask you guys to open the show, but we got we talked about the music video. But I was going to say, like, what do you believe in more, bad karma or going to hell? Go ahead and tell me, both of you. I, I don't believe that hell exists, so I, I would say bad okay, karma. Okay, so you believe in bad karma? Yeah. Cool. I mean, oh. I, 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 yeah, 
and I wouldn't say like on a spiritual level, but like yeah, what goes sure, around sure. comes around kind of level. Uh, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna use the word use the word karma. I just want to make sure that I'm. Well, it's thrown around. It's thrown around very nonchalantly. So yeah, yeah but it, it's good to to know what it means to you. Cult. I'm gonna hell or karma. I'm gonna say bad karma just because I'm like one of those people on the fence of like nobody really knows what is going on after we're done. So yeah. So my question was going to be, how much bad karma is coming to those folks putting, posting these memes? Like, good God, like, yeah. <clears throat> let it go for a little bit longer before you try to be funny. It's like, yeah. and I get it. You know what? You know what sucks? And this is what sucks is immediately when the story broke, the what you saw from even mainstream news outlets was that this the submarine whatever you want to call it was was full of or was you know the people on board were of a significant amount of wealth so immediately people took to that and go it serves them right spent their money the wrong way or whatever however they want to think about it and i was just like hey uh doesn't matter they're still humans that's still right. somebody's dad, still somebody's well, mom. Still the, somebody's the other, like, the uh, other thing, the other thing that I've seen too, which just made me want to vomit, was they they were saying, well, these are billionaires, so they probably have their finger, or, you know, they have their fingers on the pulse of a lot of things, and they probably know a lot of things, and that this was all done on purpose. Oh, like they, they fake their deaths? Is no, that, that like they were killed on purpose, basically. Like they this this whole thing happened on purpose because they knew too many things. Wow, yeah, I've, I've seen. Cool. I, I'm not saying I agree with that argument by any means. Oh, I'm saying no, I've I, seen that just, argument. So many it's, it's, just, it's just yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like, it, I, I don't know. Did you guys see what James Cameron said? Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. I want to be like, hey, bro, are you an engineer, or did you hire engineers? What what do you, what do you say? I didn't no, see it. D- well, I, I want to say this ahead of time here. James Cameron is in. I, I read up a little bit about it. Like, James Cameron apparently is like highly regarded in underwater. No, I, I get that. Like, like no, I, I, highly regarded. He's like one of like handful of people that are, you know, have done stuff like this to, with success and like understands a lot of it. Uh, and believe me, the way when he was talking, I was like, oh yeah, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about, but to yeah. do it in such a dismissive sort of like, he had the tone of like, well, somebody screwed up. It's again, it's kind of goes back to, it's like, Hey man, can you give it a minute? Like, I get yeah. like it's important for you to kind of you're you feel you're in the know. So for those of us not in the know, obviously me, like you want to inform me, but it's like ah, your tone is a little bit weird to me. But I don't know. But I get yeah yeah no. I mean I definitely was getting the sense that he kind of has an idea, but at the same time, you know, not even 24 hours after he does that interview, it comes out like well probably wasn't an implosion was something else. So it's like, so now I, so I read, I I read that this is, they've actually had three of these excursions that have been done successfully in the past couple of years. Is that right? This isn't the first time that they've done this. No, I mean, I think I've done it before. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I would never get in the submarine. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it's really weird for one. The ocean freaks me the hell out. It terrifies me. But two, like, to get in a submarine to go down and look at some, a ship that sank years and years ago, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess, and to pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars a pop to do it, that's kind of crazy. I mean, I guess if you have the money and it's just something you want to do, okay. I mean, I don't fault you for it, but 
I mean, people will pay money to fucking lay and pick shit. So, I mean, I, it's yeah. at the end of the day, it's the appeal is there for some folks. You just, you know, like I said, I would submarines scare the fucking shit out of me. And so does the ocean. Yeah, that's gonna be enough for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. I, yeah. Sorry. I mean, and, and, you know, I think this, I, you know, you mentioned that these guys are, you know, some of the people are billionaires. You know, there's a uh, some guy in his and his son. I think he was yeah. pretty young too. Was in it like you know, um, I think we have. I think maybe we have a hard time, you know, sympathizing. I get more empathizing with, um, you know, the, the the victims in this, which they're victims. They died. They shouldn't have. You know, I think we have a hard time empathizing because you know we we think of them as as different like if they're billionaires they're not part of our community right which they're not you know i mean a billionaire is not a part of my community i i don't know any billionaires do you guys you know what i mean like i've never met mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever met a billionaire um maybe i have and just didn't know it but like you did you just didn't know it yeah <laughs> um but i mean it just seems like such a foreign thing to us right like Oh, yeah. You know, people said the same thing about Steve Jobs, which is, you know, Steve Jobs, if you if you know about his death, you know, he, he died from cancer, but he also like refused treatment, didn't want to wear them. And this is conjecture for me from hearing from other sources. But like you hear the stories about like, you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't wear the oxygen mask because it was aesthetically displeasing to him or um you know other things that he just wouldn't vibe with for getting treatment for you know everything involved and uh you know you think of him as a different thing than a than a person because it's it's so disconnected from you but i think it's sure. I, think it's, I think it's important to try uh, but yeah definitely yeah i it, we we have a hard time empathizing with folks who we feel are different than us or don't live the same life as us I agree. But at the same time, I, I, I look at this in more of a simplistic way. And it's just, I would never joke about someone's death. I never have. I never yeah. will. Reg- I, I, not even like my, my enemies. You know what I mean? Like I just, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be in my own personal taste to take to social media and, and joke about that. It just, it's just not me. Like I said, it's, it makes some people feel good and feels like they're getting away with something or, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's just not something I would do, man. I could, and the more I see him, just like, what are we like? And I think, like, too, it, it's the condition that we find ourselves in because of social media. Social media, where we have to one up the next person and one up the person before us, and we have to constantly like everybody's competing to be the most clever, to be the funniest, to be like, and that's what these memes are to me in a way. It's like. You, uh, but anyway, I don't know. Karma, it's coming, it's coming for you, people. Yep. Oh, no, I was, I was actually curious on where you guys were going to land with that whole thing. I mean, not, not that I thought you were going to be, you know, excited about it by any means, but I was just curious on what your thoughts were going to be. Yeah, I just think it's, you know, again, I, it's just not something I would do. So I, I've every time I see him, I'm like, God, just, I don't know. And I don't, yeah. I don't feel we have to be close to the story either to object. You know what I mean? 
like I I brought up James Cameron, but I only bring it up because it's like you you sort of you try to make the distinction between information and misinformation and then information and just poor taste. I'm not saying his interview was in poor taste, but he just had a tone that kind of struck me the wrong way. But I could be wrong. But these memes, obviously, the tone is is to me anyway, very clear. But well, I I, I saw a bit of of his interview and I yeah, he was he was popping off. I mean, he was basically saying, like, these guys were not doing things properly. Right. Nothing was correct. Um, you know, and I, I, I feel like I, 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 part of me wants to say like, yeah, man, I don't know, you know, ink isn't dry on the death certificates. You know what I mean? Like just chill. But is, is that, but, the same, yeah, but, is, but at the same time, is it irresponsible of him to not say anything right now? Because if this is a prevalent issue and it can prevent further issues in the future. And right now is probably the best time for him to say, look, we need to have, people um you know take responsibility for these safety measures that uh, apparently were not taken or um well for, and, for sure but but that doesn't mean it has to be today that he says yeah. that you know like i mean it's not like somebody's jumping in a submarine right now and we're preventing them from doing the same thing it's it could be yeah. you know we could wait a while before we you know say stuff like that i i don't know it's i mean i think i'm guessing but i think part of the and I, I am guessing. I don't think I am. But perhaps the mindset he had was like, well, maybe some of this information, if it gets out there, we find them sooner. You know, we figure out what exactly might have gone wrong and it kind of helps narrow down the search. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it sucks either way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Well, now that we've ended the show on a bummer, let's get out of here. I know. <laughs> you guys have something positive to talk about. <laughs> no. It's nine o'clock though. Yeah. Let's uh let's call it. I'm done. I'm turning into a pumpkin. <laughs> All right, we're out.